Hello, you're listening to Dear God, What the Hell? I'm Amanda. And I'm Christina. If you're wondering who the heck we are and where on earth we came from, we suggest checking out season one before you dive into season two with us. Basically, we're two women who grew up in the white American evangelical church and unpacked our upbringing on air for you to hear. And in season two, we will read and research popular passages from the Bible, discuss how and when we learned them, and apply historic, cultural, and feminist lenses to them. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. Howdy, everybody. Well, hi, everyone. If you uh, caught our chatter before this, we are doing what verse today? We are doing Philippians 4.13, another very, very popular one. It's actually one of my mom's favorites. Uh, she <laughs> she has it around quite a bit. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's a short one. It's a short verse. So um, expect these episodes to just be a little bit shorter, folks, because uh, there's only so much we can go on and on and on about about these Bible verses. Um, because eventually we just start talking ourselves in circles. What, uh, does your mom have this verse on? And then I realized that's just really weirdly phrased. She actually, it's not the tattoo on her arm. I thought it was. It's not? It's not. She has a first Corinthians something on her arm. And I, I honestly, she told me it last night and I completely forgot. Is it the love verse? It's probably the love verse. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We banned our wedding officiator from using that <laughs> verse at all. He was like, is there anything you don't want included? And we were like, don't you dare do the love verses. Please, no. And they were like, okay. Yeah, she was like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, no. Um, I just remember seeing this verse around a lot. Um Mm-hmm. And it was used a lot during times of, once again, this is going to tie into John 3 16. Um, it was just used a lot in times where we were getting people to um, convert mm-hmm. and want to be yeah. baptized and want to commit their lives because um, it just, it was always uh, done that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a cliche verse. Like, bless my mother's heart, but for, oh gosh, for a very long time, and I mean like multiple years, multiple houses, she has had this printout of Philippians 4.13 in like 10 different translations taped to her bathroom mirror, probably since like 2005. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. Like, it's been there forever. Oh, goodness gracious. Um. And it, I feel like this is like the number one verse to be displayed inside of like an athletic complex for fellowship for Christian athletes. Like I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Boom. I'm going to go shoot a three pointer now. (laughs) But yeah, that's, yeah. The overuse of this verse. I definitely think that it's, um, all too often taken out of context and used in a way that almost like tries to empower someone to do something that maybe they like aren't going to do anyways. And then if it's used in that like mistaken context, it almost gives them like a reason to blame God and be like, I was supposed to be able to do all things through you, but apparently you didn't strengthen me or some shit. 
Yeah, yeah. So for everyone, um, Philippians 4.13 is I can do all things through Christ who either strengthens me or gives me strength. So yeah, either way, same thing. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's once again, it's a verse that was always taken out of context for me. So um, Amanda, do you want to go into a little bit more of the detail there? Yeah, so it is the concluding, it is in the concluding section of Paul's letter to the Philippians, which is a church in Philippi. I don't know very much about Philippi. Um, Does anyone? Sorry, that I'm, was a dumb joke. Honestly, <laughs> no. Um, I'm sure I learned about them and I'm sure I have notes on them in some binder in some landfill somewhere. Some binder in some landfill somewhere. That's what always yeah. happened to all of your binders that you ever used in high school. They just ended up in a landfill somewhere because as soon as you were or, done with them. Yep. Or it could be in my mother's office. That's also a possibility. I think I gave her all my Bible class binders because she enjoys that. But if we look at it, this entire like section of Philippians 4 which, from like verses 10 to verses 20 is Paul's acknowledgement of the gifts that the Philippians have. Um which, like, it sounds kind of interesting that it's in that section of gifts. But um, actually, when we look at the context, like, I feel like so often we think about gifts, or at least I think about gifts as, like, here are the spiritual gifts. Which, like, I'm sure some people would argue mm -hmm. that being hospitable is a spiritual gift, whereas I would just argue that being hospitable is being a good person. Um, but... In this segment, like Paul is essentially asking or not asking, like thanking the Philippians for caring for him because he's learned in like any and all circumstances what it's like to have a little bit, what it's like to have a lot, what it's like to being well fed and what it's like to be hungry, having mm -hmm. a lot, having a little. But he essentially like is concluding this section where he's saying like, thanks for taking care of me because I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So like it is... um. I think it's so interesting the way that this has been taken to be like a big verse where everybody is like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me when it's basically Paul closing out a letter and being like, thanks for caring for me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me when in reality, it's not necessarily like Christ who's doing the strengthening, but it is a church who is taking care of him and he feels happy because of that. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, because I've always just taken it as, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, and I know that some people do kind of mesh together um, like the body of Christ being the church, in which he himself has said that. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I understand the, the correlation there, mm -hmm. but I think that instead of using it as like, I can do anything, you know, kind of thing. I think that it's, it's a better idea if it's used to show that the church has helped rather yeah. than it being like, I can do anything through the church. I don't know. Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. So like yeah. using it as like the church has, has given me shelter. It has given me comfort. You know, it has given me mm -hmm. somewhere to grow. Mm -hmm. rather than you know like i'm going to use the church yes the church has instead become something comforting and something welcoming um so i think that that's really interesting i didn't know how how so out of context that was yeah 
Absolutely. And like, I think it's also interesting because like I'm looking at the NS, sorry, the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version in front of me. And I also have the NIV pulled up on my computer. Um, And in both of those, it is a lowercase HIM for verse 13. Like I can do all this through him who gives me strength or I can do all this through him who strengthens me. And like earlier, I'm getting into like grammar here, but like earlier in verse 10, Paul does right. Like I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Like indeed you were concerned, but you had, I had no way to show that essentially. Um, and it's like, or no, but you had no opportunity to show your concern. So like the hymn that it responds to, it could refer to the Lord. It could also refer to those who had concern for him. Yeah. So that's very true. That's very yeah. true. Like, um, yeah, because usually when it's capitalized, it's usually referring to him as the omnipresent. Which might also just be like me and my obsessiveness over capitalized letters. But here we are. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <gasps> Forever. Um, Forever. <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I kind of gave like a little bit of mine, but oh, wait, no, I'm not going to go into thoughts yet. When did you first interact with Philippians 4.13? Oh, my gosh. I think, again, it was like one of those Bible verses that we memorized, but I really didn't give it a second thought until my mom like printed out all the different versions of it and put them on her mirror when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And I think she did that because she was like specifically going through something difficult at work at the time. Um, and her work environment was really low quality. And I actually got super nosy and like researched it later on down the line because the organization no longer exists and they got into some like deep shit. Mm -hmm. Um, so like my mom was definitely facing something of consequence in that period of time. And she found a lot of solace in this verse, which is cool. But I also think like she may have taken it out of context but I think that was like the first time I really remember like this verse actually like popping up in my life yeah okay I mean I totally get it and and you're absolutely right this verse brings a lot of people solace especially when Mm -hmm. they're going through something really hard and we're not trying to belittle that by any means whatsoever yeah because comforting words can be huge when you're going through something um that's taxing on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always saw it come up whenever, and that was the same deal with, with my mom and with my folks in general is whenever they were going through something that might've been a little rough, they, this verse always got brought up, you know, like mm-hmm. I can do all things, I can do all things. Um, and I would definitely see it on their fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, always the Bible verses on the fridge um, and on their mirrors as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely remember it in that way as well. Yeah. And I was young, so I, I don't, that was my first interaction with it. And I obviously definitely had interaction with it in, uh, in VBS, in Awana, Mm -hmm. in all those things growing up, of course, because it was such, it's such a popular verse. It really is. Yeah. Truly, truly, truly. Uh, And like, go ahead. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, I 
I do fully agree that whether it's like in context or out of context, I think if this verse is used to like give someone solace, I think that there is no harm in that. Oh, for and sure. I think that could be said for like many verses throughout the Bible. Like if even if it's out of context, I if the purpose it is serving you is one of solace and one of comfort, I think that that reigns true to the overall purpose of the text as a whole, even if you're taking it someone out of context as an individual verse. But I think that also if it's being used as like a weapon to almost like want to fight for your, I don't know, Christian right or some nonsense, like I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I think that it is being completely taken wrongly and used in an inappropriate fashion. Oh yeah. Um like, I've seen I've seen so many like memes and stuff from people who are pretty conservative like on social media and um specifically involving our current president hopefully not for much longer. Um which would be Trump for anybody who's wondering. Mm-hmm. At time of recording. Yeah, at time of recording and saying like, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And it's, um, you know, a picture of Trump with like, he's holding the Bible and he's got like a flag transposed behind mm. him and all this stuff. And I'm like, cringe. I'm just, I don't know what you're trying to do here because you're, you're taking a Bible verse and you're warping it for your own needs and that's that's where it's used completely and not in a way that it was meant to be used for Mm -hmm. exactly like you're going through like something very very hard like you've lost a loved one or or whatever it may be and you read this verse and you feel comforted by it mm -hmm. and you feel you know it like just solace from it i feel like that is what the bible is supposed to do as a whole it's not meant to frighten you it's not meant to um scare you into believing a certain way it's not there to push some sort of political agenda it should be there Mm -hmm. just to tell a story um which is what it is the bible is is a book it's a story um Mm -hmm. and i don't mean that in a bad way uh and i think that it's there to just educate and to comfort yes yeah and that is the main thing of the bible so i think you're absolutely right in saying that you know when people take this verse and they find solace from it, please know that we are not belittling you uh, by any means. And we completely think that if you find solace from it, you are getting from it what the Bible intends. Yeah. And I would even say like, yeah, I would definitely like go a step further and say like, I don't think that this verse is only here to provide solace or I don't think that that's like the only like positive thing that can be taken from it. Because I think like at the end of the day, if Paul is thinking, the Thessal the Thessalonians, the Philippians, excuse <laughs> me. Wow. If Paul is like thanking the Philippians for their like gifts and their kindness and their care, I think that this also can be read as um the hymn can be read as like care that is provided through community. Like I can do all things through him, my brother in Christ or whatever other language Paul would use, who strengthens me, who cares for me, who provides for me, who feeds me, who shelters me, et cetera, et cetera, on my journeys. And I think that if people use this verse as like a way to be consoled or to find solace, like that's great. But I think that it should also um, 
be considered that this verse could theoretically be calling for care, like through a community, especially um, in the case of someone who has little or who is hungry or who is living in want. Absolutely. And that's that's what the church should be, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's what always killed me about um, churches that I grew up in, because, you know, we we never really did much along those lines. And I'm very happy for my folks because they found a church and they actually do a lot of um, stuff within the community. Through the church. So, uh, as much as I still get like a lot of anxiety sitting in their church, just because it's a big church and it just reminds me of bad memories, I'm very happy mm-hmm. that they have found a church where they can do more of that community outreach as well um, without necessarily trying to, you know, recruit people. They're just there to provide solace and comfort and just to, to give some of their time back, mm-hmm. which is huge because. Um, growing up in a church that didn't really do that. Most of the things the church did were fundraisers for the church. Oh. Or events for the church. You know, like um, we did something called uh, Trunk or Treats. And these have actually become very, very popular just in um, secular standpoints as well because they're very easy to do. Uh Um, do You know what they are, yeah? Yeah, I think we talked about those in the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah, we probably did. Yeah, Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you haven't listened to it, I'll kind of explain it real quickly. You basically take the trunk of your car, open it up. You can decorate it in some way, shape, or form, or just sit in the back of it. And you hand Mm -hmm. kids come to your trunk, and you hand them candy, and they go to the next car, you know? And um, it... That was really cool, but the whole point of it was like make sure your truck is Bible or your car is Bible themed in some way. Um, so like we had the uh, the Wall of Jericho for ours, which we did in like five minutes, and we won because it was dumb. <laughs> we <laughs> took those building blocks through through some uh, newspaper and some socks, put some shoes underneath it, so it looked like someone got crushed by the blocks. Um, oh and we won because it was funny. But someone else had you know Jonah. Someone else had um, like the Garden of Eden, and you know while they were very cool, they still had that like religious tinge to it. Um, we always did car washes that were always fundraisers for some sort of event the church was putting on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually like whenever they, d- they did events like that, they were usually fundraisers. So, um, I like the fact that my folks are now at a church where they can give back to the community. And I think you're absolutely right in saying that, um, this verse not only offers solace or solace, but also might, I might even argue to say that it's asking their church to be a solace Mm -hmm. be somewhere where people can come and feel that peace, feel that welcoming and feel that, um, that kindness. So there's definitely like two meanings here that you can take just from the verse itself. And if we also look at verse 14, which I think I just glossed over beforehand, um, Paul also says in any case, it was kind of you to share my distress, which is, also very um very empathetic in a way because if anybody has ever watched Brene Brown's video on empathy which like I highly recommend and we might put it in the message notes or the thingy notes but just like the idea of like sitting with someone even if you don't have anything to give or like if you're not in a position to give like sitting with someone in their distress and just like 
sharing that moment is really powerful in and of itself. Oh yeah, because I remember um, when you you had the the rough therapy night. Oh yeah, and Oof. I got that phone call from you, and we hadn't talked in like a minute, but it's not like we weren't keeping tabs on each other. But I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, come over, come over, come over, and yeah. just just sitting with someone and just being there for them. And I've had to do that with you as well. Like I've had to have mm-hmm. like moments where I'm like, can I just call you, please? Yeah. Um, and that is so powerful. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a message not only for the individuals like seeking that peace and that welcoming and that comfort, but also for the church itself to be that peace and that welcoming and that comfort. Yes, truly, truly mm-hmm. to be an empathizer. Yeah, seriously, because I and I know that's hard. And you guys, I'm a water sign um, and so is Amanda. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we are water signs and we're not like the badass water sign. We're the other two. <laughs> we're the other two that's like, hey, we're here to cry and feel things. Uh, I was about to say, there's a badass one of us? <laughs> yeah, Scorpio, man. Oh, oh, I don't like Scorpio energy. Oh, no, really? I don't think I do now. I need to double check what month that is, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, Scorpio is end of October, beginning of November. Yeah, I don't do Scorpio energy. I think I know why. Um, But, like, water signs are known for being, like, crazy empathetic. And I take astrology with a grain of salt. Don't come at me. (laughs) But I truly think that, you know, that's why Amanda and I, we we go to each other sometimes for stuff like this. Because we can relate to each other so strongly uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to empathizing. Yes. And I know that we're not always the go-to for each other there are other people in our lives that you know like i have a friend who (laughs) i have a friend who's a capricorn and i go to her when i want just blatant just rip into me honesty Mm -hmm. so like i'll send her a picture of a guy i'm talking to off a dating app or something and she'll be like he looks like a walnut why do you choose these people oh my god (laughs) (laughs) which i mean that's why i said it to her half the time i'm like i need your brutal capricorn honesty and even though i didn't ask for it like that's when i go to her and she knows it and she's there for it but then i come to you and i'm like i need someone just to empathize with me and feel with me and like commiserate with me for a few minutes um I'm here for it. Exactly. Exactly. All here. <laughs> but um, the church should definitely be somewhere where where people feel welcomed and and brought together. Um, and I think that this definitely is an overused verse for just you know um. I can like I can do anything you know and yeah. and not necessarily something bad but something that's not what Christ intended. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. If I know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so often this is the Bible verse of Christian sports teams, white supremacists and wine moms who go to church on Sundays and like wine moms who go to church on Sundays. (laughs) True. I'm just, you know, like wine moms, like the ones who wear like the shirts that are like Where's mommy's wine and bullshit like that? I fucking hate those things. I think they're by alcoholism. That like fun little cursive too. Pinterest shit. Ah! It is all 
Pinterest that's shit. That's the best way to describe it. Pinterest oh, shit. I hate it. But I, yeah, I feel like this verse really should be like empowering and encouraging for people who are like down and out. And it's been co-opted by people who are in all the positions of power and want to use the verse to get a W for their team. Oh, yeah. And they can just stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I feel like if if the church really wanted to separate the two, they would be like, hey, please don't. Please don't bring yeah. religion into like sports but you know and who- stuff. But you know who probably brings the money on Sundays? The rich people. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. We actually, um, I know of a church where uh, there was a retired NFL player that would frequent it. And so, um, you know, and I'm sure that was a big verse for for them while they were playing too so i don't i don't know i don't know i think that that's just more separation that i'd love to see but who knows when we'll ever get that because it's so muddled together right now true Um, but go ahead i know what i'm getting you for your birthday at least ah yes that mug oh my god that mug that mug was incredible i love it i have forgotten what it said though I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. That's right. Yes, yes. I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. Oh, my gosh. We will post a link, I think, to that cup. Oh, yes, guys we will. It because it was just perfect. Amanda tagged me in it on Twitter. And she's like, look. I was like, oh, my God, I need it. And she's like, birthday gift done. Which is I mean, my brother and I, our birthdays are so close to Christmas that everyone's just, I mean, not close enough to be like Christmas babies like my dad, but they're close enough to where people are like, oh, God, I got to get you another gift. And then we have nothing for the rest (laughs) of the year. At least, Amanda, at least your birthday is pretty much like smack dab in the middle. So you got to. It is literally like smack dab on the other end. Like one of my, my childhood best friend, her birthday is on my half birthday so we are like complete opposite ends of the year and hers is like right before christmas oh no (laughs) so like i always go like all out for her on christmas because i'm like sorry you only have one big holiday a year i know like my obviously my dad and my best friend their birthday is both uh around christmas as well so whenever i get them gifts i'm like look this is your birthday present this is your christmas present like there are differences here um, these have different designs on them exactly exactly um yeah my best friend i um got her a uh a special something this year for her birthday Ooh. and she says it has uh done wonders for her <laughs> oh no i love it yeah um speak i can assume what it is yeah for sure for sure um it was in the same box that i gave you the thing oh amazing yes don't we love it um (laughs) (laughs) anyway it was was funny uh i was over at my neighbor's place this morning and he just recently got a new roommate and um his roommate comes out and he's like hey do either of you have like some triple a batteries and my neighbor just looks at me and he goes all of her triple a batteries are being used i'm like excuse me mine charged thank you oh my gosh like rude ass bitch but anyway that's hilarious. We're talking about Bible verses, and somehow Christina got on the subject of vibrators. 
And here we are. Yup. And here we are. And this is this is why everyone listens to this podcast is strictly because we get off subject and uh, have little rants like that, which is fine. Honestly, yes. It's fine. I also, I gotta say, I found a, I'm scrolling through. So I'll put like the red bubble link in the show description for the um the for the I do all things through a verse that's taken yeah. out of context. The same designer has a sticker slash design that says Nazi lives don't matter. And I want it. Oh, me too. I got I want it. I got that sticker in the mail, by the way. The res- we resisted, we voted, we won. Yeah, I got one too. Yes, because I think you sent me the link. So I think I'm gonna try and stick it on the bottom of my laptop. I don't highly sure. recommend. Yeah, it's not waterproof. Yeah, I don't know where. I mean I could stick it on Chorizo's terrarium somewhere. You could. He's got a but. little sombrero on it right now. Oh, that sounds amazing. Because his name is Chorizo Enchilada. Um, yeah, I love that she's got that sticker. Nazi lives don't matter. I actually just stuck a sticker to the bottom of my roller bag, so it's not really visible unless um you're looking at the bottom of the bag, and I don't put it in the bins that way. I always put it handle out, so mm-hmm. no one really sees the sticker, but I know it's there, and it does a lot of um a lot of justice to me. But oh. the sticker says, uh, blue lives ain't a race. And a race? Wait, what? Blue lives ain't a race. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I, I mumbled it. a little bit. But yeah, uh, I have that. And I actually ran into a coworker and she had a, a BLM sticker or a BLM bag tag on her roller. And I, uh, we were walking out to the van. She was waiting uh, for her crew to come down. And I looked at her and I was like, I like your tag, by the way. And she looked at me and she went, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome. Um, I love I, I love, I love moments like that. And I've been hearing a lot of horror stories, unfortunately, about coworkers who are um, like high-fiving people with like Trump masks and like fist bumping them. And um, I'm like, look, Politics should not be in the workplace at all. Um, as far as when that's concerned, when it's when it's such a high like stress point mm-hmm. as it is right now. Um, that being said, if you would like to, you know, express your support for someone, do what I do. Get down on them and be like, hey, I dig your mask, or hey, I like your shirt, or hey, <laughs> I like what you're wearing that supports a cause I care about. Don't don't make it a big a big thing. But anyway, sorry, Christina's off off the subject again. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, but I'm trying to think of like something that I I, I and I and again this this was always a verse that was taken out of context for me. It was never focused on in the stories. Um, and I didn't even know that it was at the end of one of uh, one of Paul's letters. Yeah, it is. And I think and that that's really cool because, I mean, he he went through all the stuff that he went through. But it's nice that it was used as a way to say, like, I can do all things through, you know, in my opinion, I honestly think that it's like the, through the body of Christ, it gives me strength, which is yeah. the church. Yeah. Or through I can do all things through any individual whom strengthens me with their care and concern. Yes. yes. Community. Build each other up. Don't tear each other down. Honestly, Damn it. that's Ephesians 4.29. What's Ephesians 4.29, Amanda? Um, or is it one of our next episodes? I'm looking. It's not. It's not. It's um, okay, like good. no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need so that your words may give grace to those who hear. 
Oh, which is real good. I really enjoy that verse quite a bit. Yeah, so think before you speak. Dumbasses. Dumbasses. Sorry. (laughs) That was ironic. (laughs) It was. It was. But seriously, use use words that build each other up rather than rather than tear each other down. And and you know, I um don't necessarily struggle with that. And I I just I try and always see the good in people. Mm -hmm. So even though like this weekend a passenger called me a bitch. Oh, geez. Because did you tell them they had to put their mask on four separate times? Him and his girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Yes. As he was leaving, he said, thanks for being wonderfully bitchy. And I said, excuse me. Thanks for being an insouciant asshat and endangering everybody on this plane with your germs, you twat. Oh, yeah. I felt I felt awful. And um, he got to be uh, talked to by a supervisor as well as a law law enforcement officer. Yay. But he was not using words that built me up, people. And I was shaking. I was so mad. But all the passengers had my back. They were like, he that's the guy right there. That's the guy. He's so annoying. Good. Yeah, no, they, they were tired of him as soon as he boarded. And I was honestly tired of him, too. But, yeah, Fair. don't use words like tired. that, people. Use other words that build each other up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and also just don't be an asshat people who don't wear masks jesus put your mask on please please put your mask on because i know people are getting the vaccine right now which is great but still gotta wear a mask after you get it still gotta wear a mask people like i as someone who has been in close proximity with the public almost this entire time i have yet to have had it because i've always worn a mask good and because the people around you are also, also wearing masks. Wear masks, which is good. Yes. So this yeah. has some merit. <laughs> it honestly has so much merit. It, and it's backed up by science, you guys. Please, uh, everyone oh. just hang in there. We're going to get through this. I'm so excited to have a science president. <laughs> who believes in science what a concept Um, like get this trashy rhetoric out of here i'm ready seriously (sighs) seriously um have you seen that he's looking into uh like uh uh, forgiving student loans like up to ten thousand? yeah do you want to know how much we have left ten thousand well 13 but close enough Eh. yeah oh my god it would completely wipe mine out seriously yeah um, i mean i didn't have much so anyway so it would just be nice for that to be gone yeah yeah we have uh two degrees from a private college exactly yeah so. i i got lucky and i i had a, a full tuition paid scholarship See, i should have just taken that right off the bat when i could have but i made stupid choices it's okay it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. i love what i do now exactly Exactly. And uh, he's already in talks for a a $2,000 stimulus check. That I am so here for. Oh, my gosh. I have so many plans for that. And they're actually going to boost the economy because I have plans to spend it. (laughs) I have things I want to buy. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like, mine is pretty much going to go into savings. And the other part of it is going to go towards uh, a tattoo that I have coming up. So, I mean... Yes, stimulate that economy, girl. Exactly, and he's a local artist, and I support local artists. He's, <gasps> he's. I could get my. I could get my big tattoo. Ooh, a big one. Yeah, I've had like a cap sleeve in mind for the past like yes. I don't know seven years, 
And I always told myself I wouldn't get it until after I saw the Northern Lights. But you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We had a rough year last year and we need a little bit of pain to remind us we're alive. Honestly, though. I mean, wow, that was dark. Hey, hey, you know, I'm already I'm already like debating getting another piercing. So, I mean. Oh, man. An ear piercing, you guys. An ear piercing. Okay. I was like, you're running out of things to pierce, girl. No, I have one, two, three. I only have four in my ears. So there's a lot of space here. But what I'm thinking on the ear that I have the conch piercing, I'm going to do some cartilage stuff. And then on the ear that I have the industrial, I'm going to do like it's a it's a like a hoop in in the ear. So it's like a little bit more center. It's almost like where the conch is, but inside the ear rather than like around it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'll balance everything out. But I have ideas. (laughs) Ooh, I'm excited. It would just be it just mean a road trip. I'll do it around my birthday. See what my piercer's doing. Oh, that'd be sweet. I'll talk. I'm... I'll talk to him too, because if I if I can go and get pierced by him, and he wants me to promote him on this podcast, I I absolutely will. Ooh, that would be awesome. I do have to drive out of my way to uh to go and see him, so it doesn't give away our location; just gives away his. Yes. Yeah, quite a ways <laughs> to see him, actually. Yes, and that would be like a full weekend trip. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hmm, man, I would be super. That'd be fun. It would. It would. Plus, I miss it up there. Um, but I did see you had a recommendation. Yes. So my recommendation is just the video that I mentioned earlier, Brene Brown on empathy. It's like a six-minute video. Um, and it uses like little cartoon. It almost uses like a little cartoon to explain what empathy is, which like. I feel like sympathy is well taught or I feel like I grew up understanding what sympathy was, but I never really learned what empathy was. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really great thing that everybody should watch and be aware of. Um, also, I want to double down on a recommendation I made last season because I finished the book. Ooh. And it, um, Jesus and John Wayne. Yes. By Kristen Cobas Dumay. Oh my God, Christina. That book is a fucking trip down like a history rabbit hole and it really helps showcase how the heck christian nationalism became a thing oh god so it and it also it's an important thing to learn especially right now with everything that's been happening really is like oh man it's really really important and like most of the book i will say there were some chapters that were like really dry particularly chapters that i didn't care about so like the 1950s and 60s um because it kind of goes in like chronological order from like the early 1900s through present day Mm -hmm. but those two chapters of what i thought were boringness were completely overshadowed by the rest of the book because like it's just amazing it's amazing and terrifying yeah (sighs) like freaking betsy devos is well was our secretary of education as a country and her husband's family is like tied up in all sorts of like advocacy for quote-unquote family rights which is really just a dog whistle name for anti-lgbtq stuff and it's just it was a mess it's a lot of a mess our country is a mess and it so is. It is 
Christianity and here we are. Yeah, because it's it's we literally have someone in power right now who used the Bible for a photo op. Oh my god. And tear gas people to get them out of the way. Yes, 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 he did. And and that is that is toxic Christianity and taking the Bible completely out of context. Truly. Oh, completely out of context. But Amanda, this has been so much fun. I feel like this episode's a little bit shorter than our last one, but that's okay. That's okay. I think we'll be all right with We we'll do what right. we want here, people. Boom. We're probably going to get a text from Ava and she's going to be like, what do you mean? These are shorter episodes. I want two hour long episodes. We're going to be like, girl, we love you. Then, yeah, like you proved to us that you could talk about these Bible verses for longer than an hour. And then we will be persuaded to make longer episodes. But until you can do that for us. I think once we get to like some of the more intense stuff, like I think our next two episodes might be a little bit longer because we're going to look at a full chapter and then. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Um, Yeah. And we do have more stuff, stuff, things that are a little bit longer. um, Mm -hmm. And we go into like some stories um, as well. So those, those will definitely have more, more meat to them. But this one, (laughs) these two are just shorter because they're literally one verse and there's so much of a horse you can beat when it's dead. Oh, true. Welcome to the two verses that are so overused and we hate it. We hate that the verses are overused. We do not hate the verses themselves. We just hate that they're overused and we want them to be used for better purposes and 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 the moral of these episodes is just go read the entire chapter so oh you my know, God. so yes. you know the context um and have so that when you do use it you know what it's being used for so exactly you don't continue the trend of using bible verses out of context and there we go that was my uh, radio announcer voice that was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My uh, college degree will be very proud of me. Uh, well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, please don't forget, subscribe, like, leave a review. Uh, leave us a voice message as well. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback on things. And, and again, know what you want to hear from us. Um if there's anything more that we can add to these episodes, anything about these verses that you want to hear, like I said, feedback is always the best because then we we know what you want to hear and we can have more to talk about. Yes, exactly, exactly. We've got our voicemail box, our voicemail box? Yeah, our voicemail box <laughs> open on our Anchor page, which is anchor.fm slash deargodwth. Um, we also have our Instagram and our Twitter DMs semi-open. We do screen our messages, but if we you do. Are nice. We'll reply. Yes, and I have. Uh, I'm usually the one that you'll hear from on uh, on Twitter, so I will be on top of that. I've got. I actually just tweeted and I said, "Hey, guess what? We're recording today. <laughs> Season two is coming." Um, but yes, thank you all so much for listening. This has been Christina and Amanda. And this has been Dear God. What the hell? Bye. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.